Okay, so today's big story really should have been the implementation of our free trade agreement with the UK, which uh, kicks off today, or I guess tonight, uh, UK time, but it's been kind of superseded by rumours of the demise of Hiwaka Ekanoa. Nationals Agriculture and Trade spokesperson is Todd McClay. Todd, are your mucky paws on this column that Richard Harmon has put out on his Politic website? Well, I had a chance to talk to Richard over the weekend, and I've got to say, as journalists go, he's always fairly well informed. Look, if there is a demise there, and it certainly feels like it, Jamie, it's the government that have their paws all over this because they've just let the sector down. They said to agriculture, come together, let's work together, let's make a true partnership and find solutions. Uh, they then uh, restricted them in what they could do and they could talk about and consider. They came out with a punitive tax that would have pushed 20% of sheep and beef farmers out of business. And then the government walked away. So, look, I think it is close to being all over and as far as Hiawaka is concerned. I'm yet to find very many farmers that have faith in that document or in uh, the government, and that's the government's fault. It's not the farming leaders who committed a huge amount of time to that. And I've been working very closely with the sector, but actually with farmers on the ground about how we meet our obligations without sending jobs and production overseas. And Todd, I tell you Todd what, it's can, possible. Can, okay, can I ask you this question? Is yeah. the fertiliser tax cure worse than the Hiwaka Ekanoa disease? This is it's just going to drive up the cost of food. But it's just madness, Jamie. You know, and, and I've got to say, um, I shared a platform with James Shaw uh, and uh, Damon O'Connor my first week as agricultural spokesperson. And when asked, what can we do to support sheep and beef? You know, both of them were talking about costs and levies. We've just got to get the government off their back. So here's what will happen if they put in a fertiliser price, which is $150 a tonne on urea that I hear the minister is shopping around at the moment. Canterbury dairy farmers will face a $12,000 a year cost. Waikato dairy farmers, 5000 The worst one, mixed cropping on the South Island, $17,000 a year. So food prices are going up under a Labour-Green government and farmers, our most productive sector, is going out of business. One, it's madness. Two, it shows they've lost control of this whole debate and don't know what to do and they're rushing for an election. And three, if they put this in, the next national government will take it off. So what is National going to do about it? Because I'm also reading from Richard Harmon's excellent piece that um, what could complicate the process further is that National is overdue to release its review of Hiwaka Ekanoa. Now, it's all very well for you uh, to stand on the sidelines and shout abuse, Todd, but what are the Nats doing about it? Yeah, no, that's a good point. So we've been doing a lot of work on this since we announced our, our, our first draft uh, policy around getting rid of regulation and getting farmers back to farming. And this is a virtually the only thing I've been working on as well as getting out on farms and meeting people. Uh, it's not too far away, and, but I'll give you a little bit of a, a hint here. Number one, we will not disagree a single thing uh, that sends jobs and productions overseas to countries that are actually not as efficient when it comes to carbon or production as our farmers. Cause well, well, that's, that's every country. Well, and that's right. And so what that means is uh, our farmers and our country becomes poorer. Others actually pick up that production and the world's climate is no better off. In fact, it's worse off. So number one, that will be a principle. Number two, the other thing we're doing is looking at how we can find the tools 
for farmers to be able to meet their obligations without just destocking. Think about that really punitive, stupid ute tax that Labor and the Greens have put in place, right? Yep, in a city, I suppose I have a choice. But if you're on a farm or forestry or a tradie, you can't go and choose an electorate that's not there. So that tax is merely punitive and it doesn't drive any outcome at all. By the way, if they do put a fertiliser tax on, I don't know whether they're reducing, trying to reduce emissions or raise revenue, but all they'll be doing is putting up that price of food and farmers out of business. It makes no sense at all to attack our most productive sector that's actually starting to do well in spite of what the government's doing and saying, here's another tax, boys. Well, you're not going to get an argument from me on that one. You're an expert in trade. This free trade agreement, which kicks off today with yeah. the UK, is it as good as the government is painting it out to be? It is, it is a very, very good one, actually, and I want to give credit particularly, I suppose, to our negotiators. Uh, I was trade minister at the time that the UK uh, in referendum voted to leave the EU. I got on the plane and spent a lot of time over there and was very uh, privileged, I think, on behalf of New Zealanders to get a public commitment from them that they would do a high-quality free trade agreement with New Zealand and Australia first. So we were the first cab off the rank. I'm really pleased that actually, uh, even with uh, lockdowns, that was able to progress. You, you know, some of our trade and, uh, and negotiators, uh, you know, have done an exceptional job there. And so I think that they deserve the credit as much as ministers do. I was a minister, you know, we set direction, we turn up and sign things, but it's our officials that do the hard work. But I tell you, Jamie, as good as this is, and, you know, New Zealand should celebrate today, you're only as good as your next trade deal, not your last one. And since the UK won, uh, uh, Minister O'Connor, you know, penned the, the EU deal, it has let down uh, dairy and meat because it's not as good uh, for us as before we started that negotiation. And a real bugbear of mine is, uh, you know, the announcement from the Labor government that a trade deal with India is too hard and not a priority at the moment. I mean, the UK's almost got one, Australia's got one, Canada's closing in on one, everyone else is lining up, and they've said the New Zealand dairy farmer actually won't have access to that market. And so uh, today is a day of celebration as far as the UK is concerned. It's very good for our primary sector. Ironically, the day they're saying you can sell more overseas, we're going to tax you more for your fertiliser. I just don't know what they're doing there. But actually what they need to do now is roll up the sleeves and focus on India uh, because we desperately need to also make sure we have a trade deal with them. Otherwise, we're going to be left behind. Todd McClay, Nationals Agriculture and Trade Spokesperson. Appreciated your time today on The Country. Look forward to catching up in person in a couple of weeks at the field days. Cheers. Pleasure. Pleasure. See you then.